our Easter season, which goes through the end of May, ending on Pentecost Sunday, will feature people at Valley Presbyterian Church who are connected to us in one way or another and who are leaning into the challenges of this global struggle with hope. While many of us feel that the best we can do is to stay at home, there are others who are able to offer their gifts to build a more loving world during this time of pandemic. Today, I'll share a conversation I had with Ed Makarski, who is a professor of virology and immunology at Emory University, retired from Stanford. Ed and his wife, Christine, are longtime members of Valley Presbyterian Church. He is a stalwart member of our bell choir and also serves on our buildings and grounds committee. It was such a privilege to have this conversation with Ed and hear notes of hope during this time. What I'm hearing is about kind of unprecedented working together of different, you know, people are really all moving on to this. Is, are you seeing that as well? Or, uh, so, Of course, it's, the, it, it's somewhat human nature, but I think scientists do kind of rally to the call. So, you know, people go, you know, where the action is. They also like to help out. My, my uh, feeling is everybody thinks about what they're doing from a different point of view. So people doing inflammatory work will start to think, well, how do what I know, how, do, how does what I know apply there? So, so I work in virology. I work on inflammatory pathways that viruses suppress. Her, herpes viruses are very large, complex viruses. They have a lot of genes. And so they make a lot of different what, products that kind of fight against the host response, you know? And that's why they, that's why they stay with the individual for life, once they, they're latent viruses, they stay forever in that individual. But the, the, the curious thing is those pathways now are becoming clearly important in inflammatory disease. And so, you know, I, I said, well, we have these animal models. We've been studying various viral uh, herpes virus inflammatory diseases, bacterial inflammatory disease through, through collaborations um, that are already ongoing because, you know, you see what You've got, you see what somebody else is doing, you put them together and you get, a, you get some answers. And so, so I, I can get together with my colleague and do some experiments as soon as we have the right set of tools in place. Um, likewise, I've been trying to see if I can get interest in using some of the viruses I know as vectors for this COVID-19 antigens, right? So everybody's talking about having a vaccine in 18 months. Well. The lessons I know of from vaccines is they don't all work. <laughs> right. Who knows whether these will work or not? I mean, right. it's hopeful. So additional irons in the fire could be valuable. Right. Um, so yeah, people start to think, gee, what do I know right. that can be used to help in this situation? Yeah. Well, those are definitely places of hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think it's it's totally appropriate that we are in this period of self-isolation. It seems really odd, but the fact that the community fell into this self-isolation so readily and is so um, behaving so well, particularly what I see around here mm -hmm. uh, in the Bay Area, it, it is remarkable. People are not subverting that. They're not being cynical and anything, any, they're, they're, they're really taking this in stride and also to heart. Mm -hmm. And that makes a difference. I mean, mm -hmm. hopefully people come away from this appreciating that 
public health requires public cooperation and requires a certain level of trust. Um, so we do have the capacity mm -hmm. with cooperation to and get time. that done. Yeah. And time, and time, yeah. yes. Yeah. And spacing, yeah. spacing. I went over to the church earlier today and I preached my sermon to you from the pulpit. And then I got home and I thought, you know, I'd really rather just have a conversation sitting on the floor in my favorite room in my house, the sunroom, and um, talking to you as if we were sitting in this room together having a conversation. Um, I wish we were. But I wanted to talk about this beautiful text from 1 Peter 1 that was read earlier. This text that has a lot of big ideas um, about resurrection that that God has caused us, the writer says, to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Do you ever have the sense of in your life that that there's something about you and there's and there's a part of who you are that you just are struggling to access and struggling to know how to live into. There's, there's something about you that maybe is very true and it's the best and most true part of you. And yet at the same time, it's hard to find some days. I feel like that a lot. But I think what this text is saying is, is that part of us is, is really the resurrection part of us. That part of us is, is the image of God within us. And it's that part of us that, that God is holding for us. And it's not something we have to worry about attaining or becoming or, or growing into. It's something that simply is and that is held for us um, in a way that nothing can touch nothing that happens to us, no choices we make, not even death can, can touch that part of us that truly is, as Paul says, um, that is truly hidden with Christ in God. And so, um, and so there's this sense that in, in, in Christian spirituality, we are not um, trying to gain something or trying to become a better person, but instead we're responding to something that is already true um, about us and that is kind of out ahead of us. That is something that we are, that is not, we're not moving towards, but is moving towards us. Jürgen Moltmann is a German theologian and he says this um, when he writes about resurrection and about hope. The ultimate reason for our hope is not to be found at all in what we want, wish for, and wait for. The ultimate reason is that we are wanted and wished for and waited for. What is it that awaits us? Does anything await us at all or are we alone? Whenever we base our hope on trust in the divine mystery, we feel deep down in our hearts there is someone who is waiting for you who is hoping for you, who believes in you. We are waited for as the prodigal son in the parable is waited for by his father. We are accepted and received as a mother takes her children into her arms and comforts them. God is our last hope because we are God's first love. God is our last hope because we are God's first love. 
And isn't that how we hold those people that we love the most? We don't, we don't define our, um, our children or our best friends by their worst days. We, we hold in our hearts and in our lives the best of who they are. And we want to make our interactions, even though we may not always succeed at this, but, but our goal is to make every interaction with them a calling out of who they are, the who the best of who they are. And I, I think this is how God sees us as well and how God is always interacting with us, a calling forth of our true selves, of who we are in Jesus Christ, of who we are as God's image. And so in this time, um, as scientists are bringing all of what they know to help and end the scourge of COVID-19, we can also bring the best of ourselves and what we know and who we are more fully to each day, to each relationship, to each moment believing that there is there is this goodness that is calling us forward so what do you have to bring well maybe it's not finding a vector for a vaccine maybe it's not produced in a laboratory maybe it's just a note of encouragement maybe it's a phone call maybe it's a surprise drop off at a neighbor's door maybe it's risking a hard conversation Maybe it's just taking a few moments every day to to let the voices of shame quiet down so that you can hear the voice of God saying, you truly are my child. You truly are defined by love. That sense that you have in you that there is more to who you are, there is a better self, that is actually me calling you to that. And I believe that with you and I hear that. God is our last hope because we are God's first love. May we in this Easter season act from that hope. May we find it more fully rooted in our present day reality. Amen. Friends, remembering all we have been given, let us give generously so that others may also receive the fullness of God. Trees of life are blooming and your word plants the seed we see it growing your kindness leads us to Traces of deliverance, Lord, thank you for mercy. Yeah. Oh, can you hear it? It's the song of the redeemed, the pursuit of passion for the one who set us free. Oh, can you hear it? We're crying out for more. And to our song it's turning into a holy
revival and send us rushing, Lord, send us rushing. Open hearts and hopes of unity. We're servants to love a lost humanity. Lord, send us reaching, yeah. Oh, can you hear it? It's the song of the redeemed, the pursuit of passion for the one who set us free. Oh, can you hear it? We're crying out for more. And listen to our song, it's turning into a holy Here.